Well, hello, everybody, and again, welcome to the Weirdly Magical podcast with Jen and Lou. And I am Lou, and I am an astrologer and a writer. And I'm Jen, and I'm an Akashic reader and healer and creator of the Illuminating Journey Cards. Cool. And um, I, we don't normally do this at the start of the call, but I hope Jen doesn't mind if I just mention my book. It's on now on pre-order on Amazon, and it's called Modern Astrology, Harness the Stars to Discover Your Soul's True Purpose. And I'll maybe mention it again at the end, but I just want to mention that because I'm so excited. But <laughs> Very exciting. Woohoo! It is. My first book at last. <laughs> and here we are, um, one week into the Venus retrograde that start began on October the 5th and a full moon coming up in Taurus on October the 24th that is intimately connected to this retrograde Venus. Uh, just a quick overview of what's going on with the full moon and a couple of things that happened shortly after. Um, the full moon is at one degree of Taurus and the full moon is always an opposition so the moon is opposite the sun and the sun is at one degree Scorpio. The moon in Taurus is conjunct Uranus on the full moon and the sun is conjunct that retrograde Venus over in Scorpio. Additionally, the moon's nodes are at one degree Leo and Aquarius and they will be moving backwards into cancer capricorn on november the 6th which is election day and all of those in energies that i just mentioned are creating what's called a fixed grand cross and we'll talk more about what that means but that's very significant uh, also on the full moon chart we have black moon lilith true black moon lilith in capricorn squaring off to Eris in Aries and also Haumea in Libra. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well. And Venus is sextile Saturn in Capricorn on the full moon. And there's a lot of earth and water. There's no air, sorry, no fire in this chart. No planets in fire at all. And only Mars in Aquarius in an air sign. Everything else in this chart, planet-wise and luminary-wise, are in um, earth and water. And that makes this a very, very yin chart. So what would you, uh, what would be your first re reflections, Jen? Well, uh, just listening to you, I feel like this is a very beautiful um, happening. It really feels so... Um, ordained although i know all of these are ordained this really feels like a very powerful message because i'm looking at the date uh, the october the 24th which 24 is a number of abundance and about connecting to kind of having a plan of some kind uh, which you know creating that six which is a this loving energy or abundant energy about coming home in a sense, right? The sense of coming back to self or letting go of 
and letting go of things that have kind of confused us. In many ways, we've held on to old practices or designs that have kept us fixed in a certain behavior. And this, uh, to me, what this is saying is that it's kind of this breaking apart energy of letting go of the outer shells to come home to self, to the energy of self, to the loving energy of being in abundance with being in your body, with being in your environment. Uh, and of course, there's a challenge in there. What's also interesting with this is that the um, with the 24, we have a sixth day. The universal day is actually the 18, an 18, which is a nine. And of course, we in 2018. So whenever the numbers repeat, it's highly significant. And 18, I, I think of 18 as the number of uh, where the ego has to release air, like this false belief or setting oneself up like, oh, I'm going to do all this and it's going to impress everyone, or I'm going to do all this and I'm going to look good in the world. And the 18 um, kind of uh, makes an adjustment. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, it brings you, that kind of brings you back to earth with a bump, like, mm -hmm do the things that you love to do, expand the energy of love into the world. Um, and of course, nine is the number of unconditional love. It's when we have enough wisdom to love and connect to people around us, uh, which is part of what you were talking about, the yin energy. And the other interesting thing here, so we have the six and the nine, uh, so this shifting into a whole different place, releasing these old concepts. And then we're in a 12 universal month, which is a three, one, two becomes three. And that gives us the three, six, nine. And these are the numbers that relate to the emotional body or how we feel things. So this is a lot about feelings, mm -hmm. like our feelings or our thinking, oh, I need to look a certain way so that I'll be accepted is kind of this, like there's a shift. I want to be in the space of love. And I know you mentioned, or I think you mentioned about the nodes and, uh, you know, being in, having been in Leo for the past, you know, at least one, one of them in Leo uh, for the past 18 months. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and interesting, it's uh, also one, de one degree. Uh, has been building up our energy of love, coming from a place of love. Like when we come from a place of love and play, which is a lot of what this 12 is about, we, we emanate joy and we release the, the constrictions like, oh, it's supposed to be like this. I can be free to play. So uh, there is a lot of love, self-love, family love, love for the, the greater universe and the recognition or the beginning of that recognition of weaving into the greater tapestry that we are all one. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. yeah, oh, I was just gonna say one more thing is what's interesting, we say we are all one and the moon and the sun are at one degree, mm -hmm. um, which again, and we're in the 11 years, so there's all those ones, which is about coming back to the true self. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. And, you know, to go back to that Leo North node, because mm -hmm. um, to, to kind of emphasize what Jen said, Leo is, Leo rules the sun and is all about the heart. And we've had 
um, the last few eclipses, including the um, Great American Eclipse, have all been on the Leo um, Aquarius nodes. This is what makes an eclipse an eclipse, new and full moons that happen very close to um, the nodes um, are an eclipse. And here we have a full moon squaring the moon's nodes at that, <laughs> at just as they are about to shift signs back into Cancer Capricorn. So it's like the last blast, the squaring off reminder of all the shifts we've had of these eclipses. And, and Leo and Aquarius are, are yang, young signs, yang, young, however you want to say it. And here we have these deeply yin energies in Taurus, which Taurus represents the body and nature and our values and, um, and anything that's kind of manifest energy. And Scorpio is deep, watery, um, empathic energy. And here we have these two energies literally squaring off to those nodes as if to say, you're done. <laughs> and my, you know, my anarchist activist self goes, hey, that's the patriarchy. It's done. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, and that, yeah, that's a brilliant uh, uh, analysis. And I think it's true that when we think about something like the patriarchy, which is a very earth-based thing, like we're in agreement with this, so with something material in a sense, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's a concept that we've been in agreement with. So it's very much has constrained our bodies and our movement yeah. because we've been in agreement with the way it's supposed to be. Like I'm supposed to be silent and, and polite and follow someone else's rules. It knows Barefoot better. and pregnant. <laughs> yes, right? And so this idea of this kind of this, this deep shift that kind of like this jerking thing that happens like, okay, the square goes down. This is that um, last gasp. This is that movement that shift into something new. And here we have this like, oh, this is the release. And yeah. when you think about it in terms of water, right? Water gushing up or flooding uh, mm. land and yeah. soaking the earth. Like you, it's just breaking apart things that have been there for a long, long time. It's just kind of bursting the dam, softening the earth, uh, opening it up. Like the purification of water is so powerful. I mean, it can be very uh, destructive in a sense, but in the destruction is that death that in a sense we're seeking. We're seeking the death of like, oh, okay, I can let go of, all the things that have been created in this space and I don't need that anymore. So, Oh, I'm starting new, right? Everything's been flooded away. I've got to rebuild. And what am I choosing to build? And of course, Venus um, is actually uh, one of the rule. She rules Taurus. Sorry. It's one of the signs that she rules. And here mm. she is opposing the moon in, um, in Taurus and and she is retrograde in scorpio as i mentioned at the beginning and has been for a week as we record we're here on um october the 12th we're recording this so she will have been um retrograde for almost half her retrograde on this uh on this full moon 
Her star point is at three degrees, six minutes of Scorpio, two days after the full moon. And there's that 369 code that Jen was speaking about again. And we also, and you know, Scorpio, since we also have Jupiter and Mercury in Scorpio. And when Jupiter moved into Scorpio last October, that's when the Harvey Weinstein scandal came out. That was the resurgence of the Me Too movement. It wasn't the start of it because I have to um, give kudos that this was begun long before. It just kind of re resurged um, last October. And, and here's Venus in that sign um, coming to this key turning point of her retrograde just after this full moon as well. So there's all this significance about the shifting of the energies. Now, you know, we're not talking about doing away with men or anything like that. We're just talking, <laughs> about, we're just talking about a shift in balance. We're talking about the shift in balance in the energies of really kind of, because Scorpio is also about um, power, disempowerment and empowerment. And with Venus retrograde going right into the heart of this full moon and also squaring off to the nodes, it feels to me like the yin energy is really saying no more. I'm taking my equal place at this pivot point. Um, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not going to be disempowered anymore. This feels, this is how it feels to me yes. and uranus next to the moon i have to talk about that uranus is um the revolutionary the rebel but he's quite a benevolent figure as well even though he does cause some kind of upheaval and earthquakey stormy kind of energy it it really is kind of for the good when he moved into taurus the volcano in the big island of Hawaii started erupting and creating new land along with the destruction. So it's, this does have a very revolutionary feel. Not only is it pivoting the nodes, which is a turning point. Venus is at halfway point of her retrograde. There's Uranus, who is all about breaking free and sudden change and, you know, sudden downloads as well you may get sudden real big downloads on this full moon because full moons are always big big energy so you know it's just a major turning point to my mind um and because they're fixed signs this could be quite jolty cut the word comes to mind because fixed likes to stay fixed in it, mm. its word so whatever occurs around this full moon is going to shake things up and feel a little bit um like a disturbance in the force but that doesn't mean it's going to be bad things you know or it could be things that seem bad at the time that actually ultimately lead to good things um, but it does have that very disturbance in the force kind of feel to me. Yeah. Yes, I, I agree. This is a very, uh, it's a very significant movement and it's a shakeup, right? There's the energy of the earthquake, Uranus, which I find it's fascinating is zero degrees, 31 minutes. And the fact is that 31 is the genius number. It's associated with Uranus. Mm -hmm. uh, 
and of course uh, the moon is uh, you know the moon and the meaning is uh, full moon one uh, uh, one degree and thirteen, which is the opposite of uh, uh, thirty-one. What's interesting is that of course Uranus is the higher energies of Mercury. It's communication, but this is communication on a much higher level. We're being uh, um, kind of interrupted with this energy or force coming into the realization that we have given ourselves and our lives to rules and ideas that are suddenly, suddenly we're beginning to see through the cracks. We have this clarity coming through going, wow, I have lived under this idea and, and now I can see that it's false or I, I'm not attached to it. So of course it's going to be, I agree, totally jolting, mm. uh, wake up call uh, of a really no. intense proportion because, you know, this idea that we've, we've been struggling in the last few years to express our voices and have had the internet, which is connected to Uranus, which is all about new ideas and technology technology that has actually given us the freedom to express ourselves and realize that wait a minute we're not under the thumb of people just because we say they say we are right and i Uh, find it interesting that all this problems with facebook and things are coming up because taurus is very much about our values too i think there's a big shift in our values about where we spend our time how much we spend how much time we spend on the internet and how we use it. It's just going to bring a lot of shifts in many places, I think, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. And the thing is to remember it's about balance, right? When energy comes in, the 11, the number 11, which is the number of this year, is about balance. It's a master number of bringing our spiritual energy into the material mm-hmm. world. We're moving into that space of expanding into allowing that energy to come in so it creates more balance and we go well technology is great like this is the thing about looking at our values and we go technology is great but why don't we use technology where it makes sense instead of just inventing things for the sake of inventing or spending all our time on facebook when we want that human interaction there is a beauty of connecting to people, but there's also something mechanical or missing because people can mm-hmm. fake, right? We want to look good and yeah. we're breaking away from that. So we're like, well, I don't need to impress people. I don't need to do this. I want to have both, but I want to mm-hmm. balance. I want my relationships in life. I mean, Venus is also about relationships. Yeah. And the interesting thing is she's at four degrees here, mm-hmm. right? Which is quite... Uh, telling because four is the number of the square right it's stable it's earth it's the number of earth and the stability of this is also about making a new plan right that idea of i want something different yes (laughs) what did you say fixing new things in place yes it's like i'm sweeping the old like all of this stuff is in turmoil it's breaking down but The key here is we have to have our long range view. What is it that we're going to create when we get there, right? Like what are we working towards? Uh It's not just expressing our experiences of what we had and our 
outrage. It's getting to that place where we're going, I want to be in community and I want the community I live in to have certain values. So we're talking about values, right? And this is about releasing old debt. Like in order to create new, we're releasing the old debts that we have uh, or agreements that we have agreed to. Like, yes, I'm going to agree that you have control over me and it's no, I'm taking back my own power. I'm creating a new structure, new foundations. I'm building a whole new thing with a new plan. So this cracking open creates that, uh, you know, the moon at one degree, this is new beginnings the nodes at one degree, new beginnings. It's all about beginning again, right? What is it that we're going to focus on? Hmm? Of course, course Venus is um, also aspecting Saturn in Capricorn. So the the Venus-Sun conjunction is, and Venus in Capricorn is all about the rules. Saturn, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Saturn is at four degrees. You're right. With a 22. Wow, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, um, so we've got the four and the four over there with Saturn in Capricorn. So we've got the three fours there. And Saturn in Capricorn is all about, as I said, all about the rules we live under. So the full moon is also disrupting those four, those rules and asking us to, again, to think about creating our new rules and setting our own new rules in place based on our values. And I do want to mention um, a couple of other things um, that are happening in the chart because this is a very, very complex chart. Uh, We also have Black Moon Lilith, um, our too muchness, um, our little wild woman over there. Well, she's not so little. I don't know why I said little. (laughs) And she's she's over there at 23 degrees Capricorn and she is forming a T-square. So yet more tension aspects with Eris in Aries and um, dwarf planet Haumea over there at 25 Libra. Now Haumea is um, goddess of fertility and rebirth. Eris is goddess of discord. And Lilith is um, kind of the, she was the serpent in the tree, you know, in the Garden of Eden. So there's a lot of shakeup happening there and a lot of rebirth. And those three are in cardinal signs. And that's initiating new beginnings, new starts. So here we have three goddess um, energies, two dwarf planets and black moon Lilith, who could be said to be, the dark face of Eve, if you like, the dark face of Venus. And I don't mean dark as in bad, I just mean the shadow phase. And so we've got that bringing new beginnings really in cardinal signs, but also more tension as well. So we've got a lot of tension. There's also, and I'll let Jen talk about her opinion in that in a minute, but I also want to mention that we have what's called a mystic rectangle. And that's a very fortuitous um, configuration. And it's in earth and water. We have so much earth and water in this chart. There's no fire apart from the North Node. Um, There's only Mars in air. So it's all earth and water. So it's got that sculpty feel that I've talked about all year. But a mystic rectangle is very balanced and harmonious and a very good integration of energies. And that is between Jupiter and Mercury in Scorpio. 
Pallas Athena in Virgo, and she's our um, she's a female version of Mars in a way, only with far more wisdom. <laughs> she's kind of about she's about wise justice, but she's a warrior who will fight when necessary. And she's in Virgo, which is a sign of being whole unto oneself. And then we have Chiron over there in Pisces, another leg of the mystic rectangle. And he's, um, you know, our maverick shaman. So bringing healing in in a different way. And the fourth uh, corner is Sedna, who is the Inuit um, goddess of the oceans, who has a very similar story, very similar to that of um, Persephone in that she went down and she was injured and, you know, and treated very badly, but then um, rose up to be kind of a goddess who ruled um, over the the harvest of the ocean. So in a way she was Demeter more than Persephone. And she's in Taurus too, right at the other end of Taurus to the moon and Uranus. So we've got the moon and Uranus right at the start of Taurus, Sedna right at the end. And those two, I think, are bringing in all this, heal, or sorry, these four energies are bringing, this is where the healing's coming in towards mm. the end of the signs. Um, that's how it feels to me yeah yeah i think that's really quite uh, you know it's quite a phenomenal thing to see how the overlaying of these different um shapes you know uh, the sacred geometry mm -hmm. uh, uh, the underlying message in all of this is while there is change coming and change a jolting change a surprising shocking unexpected we've had events that uh, you know, we're like shaking our fists at, exhausted from dealing with. And at the same time, all of these things are preparing us like to break the old mold apart. So we begin to feel that sense of relief and release as change, right? Change, all this change and shift kind of pushes us upstream into a whole new uh, uh, river. And the beauty of this with these uh, you know the goddesses and and Chiron, which are all the the kind of healers in the background. Is this whole journey is taking us to a place of, um, you know, balance in the sense of harmony of coming to the agreement that we want to work together. You know, mm -hmm. differences are great and all of that, but in order to have this this promise of uh, living in a in a situation where peace is like this is the fulcrum is of peace it doesn't mean we don't have arguments and, and things like oh. that things don't happen it's just a matter of being centered in who we are and recognizing oh this is to the left of me this is to the right of me mm -hmm. how can we find connection how can we um talk about this and release our uh, um uh, our energy around like our anger our upsetness and so it can be heard and so we can find solutions mm -hmm. so the four the four energy is very much about solutions and this underlying uh, mystic uh, uh what is a rectangle, rectangle. is yeah. 
all about that, the ancient wounding or the wounding we've carried in our society that we need to suffer and, and have the people like give everything to our leaders and say, okay, it doesn't matter if you punish me and hurt me and treat me badly. I'm still trusting you to carry the load because you're the leader and I'm looking up to you. Those energies that have been stuck inside of us are starting to release and open up. So it's a very compassionate energy. Remembering the numbers, the three, six, nine, this is all about the compassion, the Mm -hmm. releasing that is happening. And when we look at Venus, to me, this whole thing about Venus being in Scorpio uh, in her retrograde, which Mm -hmm. is allowing the depth of whatever has been hidden to come to the surface. And it is about restructuring our values because here we are, we've given value to things other people or society have told us, society has told us that we need to value. And now we're going, I am pushed into that place of being a stranger in a strange land. That's where we're going, right? I am being ostracized. I'm being pushed out of my comfort zone people that I trusted, I can't trust. And so I'm kind of this fledgling starting anew. And how do I do this? And part of it is going, I'm okay with being this, uh, you know, being alone, going on my own exploration into my spirituality, into my releasing or letting go of these structures that have held me in place. And also connecting with what's really important you know yes we've talked about it we've talked about it before but all this kind of you know over the recent years we've had all this talk of ascension we're all ascending and we're all going you know and I hear people saying I'm going or so and so's going home well earth and water are very physical this is home we are (laughs) you know we are here in we're made of earth and water (laughs) Uh, goddesses the myths of creation the goddesses emerged from lakes and sea mm. very often um adam and eve were made from the dirt well um adam and lilith actually were made from the dirt so we are very physical very human and this is what we're here for and we've had all this kind of um airy fairy we've got to kind of rise above and ascend no, we've got to get down and dirty. It's kind of almost time to go back to pagan things where, you know, bodies were celebrated and, and the physical was celebrated and nature was celebrated. And I, I have hope from this chart because if we look at it, you know, from a perspective of the patterns, mm. we've kind of got that fixed grand cross being broken open by Uranus and by the fact that Venus is at the middle of her retrograde. Mm. And then then we kind of move this there's that middle point with that T square where two of the energies are at five, which is the number of change, correct, Jen? Yes, yes. And then we move to that mystic rectangle at the end of the degrees, which is so beautifully configured and made of very healing aspects that are very harmonious. It's got huge potential. We've always got free will, of course, but how apt that all this is happening before, just before the midterms in the USA. 
Yes. <laughs> that is very apt. And I think that is true, this layering. And we have to remember that life is complex, right? We are complex beings. We live in a complex society and we are simplifying by yes. letting go of these old ideas, these old rules. We are being invited to simplify and to start over and to go, what is it that I really value that I want? What is worth my time and investment? Because we are going to go through a restructuring of our money system. You know, there's going to be losses and letting go and shifts that we're going to have to adapt to. Um, but I think and, we're going to realize we need each other's humanity. You know, yes, we're, we're coming absolutely. from the we're coming from the nodes which are always polarized by necessity because they're opposite each other in in fixed signs and if you look over the you know the since the nodes have been in these fixed signs of leo and aquarius the polarity politically and and between just people of opposing views has got so rigid it's like got it's got further and further apart and now we shift the nodes are going to shift into cardinal signs mm -hmm. which is bringing in the mother and the father and creating kind of a family and because it's initiating it's bring well that's my hope for it anyway that we will start to move towards creating this human family again which yes absolutely and i think it's interesting because we are in a 12 month which is a 1 plus 2 which equals 3 which is the you know the male female child energy or this idea of uh, being self right this uh, you know the first number is the the well from zero which is like everything and nothing this pool right mm -hmm. which is where uranus is mm -hmm. then we go to one which is where the sun and moon and and the nodes are right so this kind of i know who i am i'm connecting i'm focused on what it is that i, I my leadership my uh, my new beginning i'm focused on that and then we're coming to this idea of connecting because we can be focused to know who we are but unless we make that leap, we surrender, we connect, we, we find a, um, how to be in community, we can't create anything because, you know, you're an island. You can do nothing when you're alone. You can have a great idea. But in order to birth it, to bring it to earth, uh, we have to have other people. So there's that energy coming in going, okay. You need the two in order to get to three, to get to that expansion of creating something, bringing it down, feeling the joy of being alive. Mm. Uh, I know you were talking about that idea of, you know, the idea of people ascending up and a lot of our spiritual teachings or religion has been about, you know, being this pure person. Like I yes. never make any mistakes. I'm, yes. you know, I have no sin and all of this stuff. Uh, and of course, that's total bullshit. That's not what this is about. This is about, uh, and and clearly that's what uh, um, Venus and the other uh, goddess uh, energies are bringing in is this, this idea of remembering it's okay to be human. And like you were saying, having sex is something beautiful. When we can release our dogma around sex being dirty or something, especially here in the United States, there's a lot of that idea 
you know, that sexuality is dirty, a woman having sex is, is dirty. When we can release all of that and know that that's just part of the natural cycle of being human and embracing that, then we're free because, yes, it isn't about ascending ourselves up into the heavens or in a being in a cavern somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's about bringing the spirituality into our lives so we can actually live better, like have moments where we're glimpsing the divine or experiencing great joy in community as opposed to being separate from others. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, my whole theme for the whole year has been about sculpting. And we've got, this is, yes. kind, of, this is kind of almost the pinnacle of it because there's so much earth and water right now. You know, as I said, only Mars is the main planet that's not in earth, earth and water. And, um, and it is just really about molding. You think about what you do with um, earth and water. You create clay and you, it, it's malleable and, and got curves and very shifty and very beautiful. You know, it's, um, it really is about building something new and creating from what we already have. So there's nothing about reinventing the wheel here, mm. you know. This is about coming back to earth, bring, you know, I predict that people will be slightly less attached to their devices over the time. You hear a lot more people now, even me, who's been very, you know, my, my smartphone was pretty much sewn to my hand. I enjoy times without it now, you know, just, just, wow. I'm shocked. Yeah. <laughs> just period <laughs> where, you know, we can connect with what's around us, not just on a screen. And people are going to start, God, I've said it before, People, I think people are going to be more attracted to growing their own food, um, doing all those kind of um, earthy habits. And it might be from necessity, I have to say. You know, with some of this um, jolty, shocking energy, we've seen some of it already with a fall in the stock markets this week. I'm not a financial astrologer, so I'm not predicting, but I kind of, as Jen said, there's going to be shifts in our money, um, you know, how we see it, how we use it, um, our feelings about it. And part of that for me, I think, is going to be people going back to creating their own things themselves their own guard food gardens their own little communities where they barter more and that kind of energy yes and i think what's really interesting like uh, is this the personal contact or or the 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 recognition or the simplicity of it Mm. is this is freedom right oh yeah Uh, Uranus and all of these numbers, they are pushing us to freedom. Like when we can let go of the complexity of needing to be so busy and so involved and this and that, and I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And we can just go back to the simple thing of, oh, I need food. I'm going to grow food. I'll share it with my neighbors or whatever it is. It's so much more peaceful there's a balance there's a sense of i'm working with the land i'm worshiping in a sense you know in not in a like oh no uh, but in a sense of real beauty to be uh, in that alignment with the earth touching the earth as you say molding 
taking that clay, taking the water and creating something out of it and just enjoying that experience, being in the moment. That's the highest level of spirituality we can have is actually to be present in this moment, not all clouded with, oh, I need to do something else. I'm supposed to be impressing people or whatever our story is. I know for myself, I'm definitely feeling there's a bump into the earth, like this ability to just kind of go, okay, I'm just going to let go of all these extraneous things, all this clutter. Mm-hmm. And, and I want more um, kind of routine in a way, in a different way, connecting yep. with people, right? I want to be in community. I want to be talking to people. I want to feel and see that, our interactions are creating something as opposed to it all being, you know, in a little box that I can't touch. Yeah. It's It's a very tangible thing. When you think about it, think about, okay, everybody, if you had a whole field of people and you just, everyone come in and we're all going to make something out of mud and water, right? Like how fun. That's like a kid. Like we're in this playful zone where we can actually experience and go, well, there's nothing else for me. I might as well do this. I might as well start connecting through the earth. Yeah, exactly. I, oh, so I think I'm going to have to start wrapping up. I have a sneezing dog. <laughs> and the oh, dog's too funny. What's picking up? I know. Oh my goodness! I just <laughs> wanted to mention something that's interesting: is the the Mars thing about the Mars being. Um, you know, in the, um, in Aquarius, in Aquarius and that fiery energy. And of course, um, at 17 degrees. So it's a great, to me, I see that this, the young energy is the energy that's supporting. And we see it out in the world too, to think that, you know, I'm going to, you know, males and females, and we've had our issues and differences, and it's been great to, you know, point fingers at each other. But now this this so much support that's mm-hmm. coming. Seventeen is a number of leaving the legacy. I feel like Mars and the male energy is what's supporting the female energy and helping us mm-hmm. all to move forward. Like being like, I see you, I hear you. What can I do? And coming from that place of practicality mm-hmm. and also you know supportive practicality, right? This that's is. It. That's we're looking for. There's also um, an element of Mars is over there in Aquarius and an unaspected, really. So, yes. so we do have a lot, and I don't feel at all responsible for fixing it at this point. But we do have a lot of men who are, um, and our glorious president has said it that it's really hard to be a man at the moment. So you could see that as well with the Mars in Aquarius, that men are feeling pushed out, left out and things. Mm. Um, but it will shift, you know. So yeah. I'm not I'm not saying we have to suddenly become all like motherly and go, oh, let's take mm. you under our wing again. And it might be necessary for a little while for men to be out there a little bit and feel, you know, yes. and go and think about how they behave and what they act. Only the men that have anything to worry about, of course. (laughs) My point is that, and I was speaking about the men who are supportive of women coming out. Oh, no, I know you were. I was just giving 
but, giving the um, polarity. But that's true. That is absolutely true. That it's good for those men who have used women yeah. to be ostracized and to feel what it feels like to be on the other side. Like it's through ostracization. And the actual fact is it's not for us as women to fix the situation. We can certainly welcome people who treat us well. But for me, I think that those people who think women are just uh, possessions or whatever, um, what, what will do the fixing will be through other men. It's not for women, except for us to set our boundaries and say, you know, I really think we need to start talking about it and being very vocal and upfront when some man or it can be another woman who treats us uh, without respect or doesn't pay attention to our boundaries to call them out on this. Right? Exactly. Exactly. So I just kind of wanted to give, because there's always a polarity in all the energy. Of course. No, your, point, your point was very valid. And I just, the, yeah. as soon as you said it, I was like, Oh, I see this other one as well. Yes. So. Which is perfect. Which is what we're yeah. talking about, right? Exactly. Polarities. This is about seeing the polarities and knowing, well, that's okay. Yeah. I'm going to find where I, my place is right now. Remembering, like I always think of it as a long line, you know, polarity, it's a long line between the, you know, the two extremes. And yeah. we get to choose where we want to stand at this moment. Like there is no judgment around it. We just go where it feels comfortable. And then we have an experience and then we move, hopefully, closer to the fulcrum point. Okay. Exactly, exactly. So, Jen, sorry to have to wrap it up. No, no, it's okay. I was just going to... Also got my daughter cooked yes. messaging. Oh, okay. All right. Pick, so we better end it. Up. <laughs> okay. We better end so, it. So, I, how can people find you? Oh. <laughs> they can find me uh, on Facebook and on my website, jenduchen.com. I'm on Facebook under Jen Duchenne and... Um, uh, on uh, um, various mediums at gender shen. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, and for me, yes. it's Louise Eddington everywhere. My Facebook page, Louise Eddington Astrologer. I have a group, Planetary Cafe, and Jen has a group as well. Uh, yes. Uh, what is it called? Uh, the uh, Light Club of the Woo Woo Weirdos of the World. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Come join um, us. Let's be weirdos together. And one more shout out for my book. Check it out on Amazon. Modern Astrology. Harness the stars to discover your soul's true purpose. Available for pre-order. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> Excellent. All right, then. I'd better go. Everybody's <laughs> me. It's like, oh my God, go away. <laughs> I can't believe people, my family. Anyway, that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll have to tell them I'm not available at these times, but they forget. So anyway. Oh, well, all part yeah. of the energies. It is. Adaptability, it is. right? Adapting to change. Exactly. So for now, it's goodbye from Lou. And goodbye from Jen. <laughs>